Hi, this is Jim Anderson, and you're listening to my journey and our journey in building a biblically focused business. And I thought I would talk about a a more practical topic today um, about our journey as entrepreneurs to build a new business and how things have changed over the years. You know, when I was younger, we were taught that the way we build a business is you write a business plan to express your idea and to flesh it out and to be able to explain to others how it's going to work and how you're going to make money. And then you go out and you raise, you figure out how much money you need in the business plan. You use financials and projections and all of that based on hard data and research that you've done and market research that you've done. And you come up with a projection as to how the business should do and uh, how much money you're going to need to uh, fund the cash flow of the business to keep it going and to fund the growth. And it's all predicated on your predictions being fairly accurate. And you build this business plan and then you present that to financiers. It could be investors. It could be the bank when you're going to borrow money and you put your own money in it. And then once you funded the business, then you go out and you start it. Well, I think that over my lifetime, this business model and approach has been turned on its head. And I think it happened in the 90s when I had my business and the way that the the e-commerce type businesses, the internet-based businesses that were built, being built in the 90s, um, were built on this idea and had kind of figured out how to convince people to give them lots of money. And the business was built on hope that this would work and that it would generate revenue in the future. And that's how it was valued. And the founders of these companies walk away multimillionaires, maybe billionaires, and um, the ones who ended up owning these businesses, the investors, ended up losing money because the business never really made money. And why didn't it make, they make money? Because they were built on assumptions and they had not validated well enough that these businesses would actually make a profit. Now, they could have also done what is called a proof of concept. And I think venture capitalists usually require that. They could have done a, uh, uh, the, the proof of concept and it could have made money, but taking it up to the bigger scale, of course, takes a lot of money to do for one. And, <clears throat> It's all built on the idea that you're going to buy all of this marketing and advertising um, resources, and then you will build it on that. And of course, and that's how that's how record companies build um, their millions by finding people that, that they can create into stars 
who will be personalities that attract people that will be willing to pay lots of money for concert tickets and and buy their music. And they had a plan, and that plan was to put these people on tour into key cities across the United States, and they had it, it is a very specific set of cities, and they would put millions of dollars behind them promoting them, and in that process makes them look like they're already stars, and people are attracted to that, and then they would go and buy the tickets. And of course, the the bands need the artists needed to be really good. They need you know, so they would you know they wouldn't just put anybody up there. And as time went on, they also needed to have a following already. Although what the record company would do is totally remake them to make them more attractive for what they think will sell records. And then they would put them on tour. Often they would put them on tour to open with a band that's already successful on the label. And then, you know, and then, then they could put the millions of dollars into distribution. So people would go out to the record stores and buy those albums when they, after they've gone to the concert. Anyway, this isn't a, a lesson in music in the music industry, but what I'm saying here is that businesses have have been planned in the past. The way they were planned in the past does not work anymore. I need to get that through your head and my head. And the, and I have paid a big price in learning this lesson. I had a big epiphany when I discovered more about making money online, which is something that I, you know, I thought, well, you know, there's, there's business opportunities out there and surely there are also good business opportunities online. And coming to this with the mindset that you have to have the money first um, and you could bootstrap, but you still have to have some money because you have to go out and, and, and form a legal entity you got to get your bank account open if you got to do dbas you got to set up all the legal structures you got to uh you got to make sure that you've got the, the the software resources that you need and you've got the computers to be able to keep your records you've got to do the, you know the accounting you've got all the office supplies you've got all of these things that you need to set up you need a budget for advertising you need a budget for your uh uh, your phone bill, um, need a budget for, to go out to networking meetings and on and on and on, you know, marketing expenses. And you would put a lot of money into marketing. You know, you've got to create a logo and you got to create brochures and you got to create a website, um, on and on and on. And you can see the dollars starting to add up before you even go out and get the first sale. And the question is, the lesson that I had to learn is that if you do all of that before you know whether what you're selling is actually going to be purchased by anyone, you're throwing away a lot of money. And I threw away a lot of money. I, when I think about when I started my first business that I talked about in my first episode where 
I provided information technology trainers that were certified, I had already, without even planning on doing it, had proven that the business was going to work because I was getting more work than I could handle. And so as a solution to the problem that I had, I subcontracted. And then that ended up building a business. I did it the right way without even knowing it because I hadn't even planned on it. It just kind of happened. I kind of got lucky. And the demand was there and I didn't have to really work hard to sell anything. I was at the right place at the right time. Well, when, you, when you're going out and purposely trying to start to do something and you don't accidentally fall into it like I did, I've had to learn that first you've got to sell stuff before you put any investment in it. You don't even, don't even spend money on a business plan. Just find out what people want to purchase. And you've got to do that on a shoestring. You've got to do that without spending any money. You've got to find out what people are going to pull out their credit cards and buy. And they've got to do it before you invest anything. And then take the money that you have earned. And this is done ethically because you want to make sure that they understand that you are producing the product. But the reason why they will give you the money now, even though the product is not created yet, is that they are participating in the creation of it. They're paying you because they know they're going to get exactly what they want because they are, they've been in the process of helping you create exactly what they want. And that's how this is done. So I have had to find a way to build a business without spending any money. And this is out of necessity because, um, you know, I have wasted so much money and created debt trying to start another business and have lost my right or my privilege to do that because I have done poorly. And we talked about, you know, the uh, parable of the landowner. Uh, I have mishandled and been a bad steward of what I've had because I spent money before I made money. There's a book out called Profit First that would probably be a good idea to check out. It's a really good concept of how you approach your business. But even then, you've got to have sales before you can even budget your business and budget profit in it. So there is a way to do this, and I have found a way to do this. And this is what I am on, I am planning to do right now. And this is what the journey that I'm going on that I hopefully will be taking you with me and you'll be successful at this as I will. And we will do this as good stewards and in that the Lord will bless what we're doing and we will be producing fruit, not only for the kingdom, but for our families and for those that we can help with the resources that God has given us. And so 
I will be getting into this in more depth in the future, but this is the plan. The plan is I have found a way to launch the products and services that I can offer to help people with the background and experience that I have to be more successful in their future without investing money up front to do it, uh, at least at least in a reasonable way. Um, and I will admit that the first step that I took, I did have to spend a little bit of money, but I didn't spend it didn't have to spend it right away. And I was able to make that money back to pay for it very quickly. And if I didn't, then I would have had to stop and say, oh, I'm not going to do this. Um, but I didn't put, I didn't put much at risk. I put, it was negligible and it was, it was worth the, the shot. So we'll talk about this more later. Um, and thanks for listening to this biblically focused business podcast. And I will be speaking with you again soon.